have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day, down in Alabama, with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. Well, hello and welcome back to the Mighty Morphin HR Changers podcast, episode six, entitled The DNA and Diversity. I am... Devonte Logan, and I am here with Megan Copeland. How you feeling today, Meg? I am wonderful. And you? I am doing great. It's 100 degrees, as always, here in Texas, but I am feeling good. Awesome. So, thanks everyone for listening. As I mentioned, today is the DNA and Diversity, where we discuss the topic of diversity and inclusion. On the last episode, we talked about the importance of performance management and what you need to do to ensure that you are set up for success with an organization. But now comes another important component of the workforce. Mm, Diversity and inclusion. Yes, lovely topic. So the concept of diversity encompasses acceptance and respect. It means understanding that each individual is unique and recognizing our individual differences. These can be along the dimensions of race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, age, physical abilities, religious beliefs, political beliefs, or other ideologies. It is about understanding each other and moving beyond the simple tolerance to embracing and celebrating the rich dimensions of diversity contained with each individual. It's extremely important to support and protect diversity because by valuing individuals and groups free from prejudice and by fostering a climate where equity and mutual respect are intrinsic. Awesome. Diversity means more than just acknowledging and or tolerating difference. Diversity is a set of conscious practices that involve understanding and appreciating humanity, cultures, and a natural environment, Practicing mutual respect for qualities and experiences that are different from our own, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And understanding that diversity includes not only ways of being, but also ways of knowing, mm-hmm. in addition to building alliances across differences so that we can work together. Oh, yeah. To eradicate all forms of discrimination. You sound so powerful there. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. <laughs> and so with that, <laughs> diversity doesn't stick without inclusion, right? So we need diversity and inclusion hand in hand. So without inclusion, the critical connections that attract diverse talent, encourage their participation, 
foster innovation and lead to business growth won't happen unless we have the two. So as noted, diversity advocate Verna Myers puts it, diversity is being invited to the party. I want to be invited to the party. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I want to jam. I want to dance. And inclusion is being asked to dance, right? So numerous studies show that diversity alone doesn't drive inclusion. In fact, without inclusion, mm-hmm. there's often a diversity backlash, And so we're going to quote you some things, right? Mm -hmm. So a 2017 survey by Forbes states that more than 300 senior executives, 30% of who were in HR or talent management, found that their company's diversity and inclusion priorities is included. 65% said that recruitment of diverse employees. 44% said retention of diverse talent. 35% said ensuring diversity in the workplace. 29% said developing a robust pipeline of diverse um, diverse candidacy or talent. And 28% said managing cross-generational issues. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Davante, what are some of the best practices that we can include in DNI? So diversity and inclusion best practices. Well, for starters... Fair treatment is important. Yes. With any corporation. Yes. Equal access to opportunity. Yes. Everyone should be given the same opportunities regardless of their their differences, right? Exactly. Teamwork and collaboration. If you work for global teams, you want to be a part of a multi-global global team, right? Mm-hmm. You want to learn different languages. You have the opportunity to pick up on different things and cultures. That's important in the workplace, right? It is important, right? yes. A focus on innovation and creativity. Organizational flexibility, responsiveness, and agility. Conflict resolution processes that are collaborative. Mm -hmm. Again, that teamwork aspect. Evidence of leadership's commitment to diversity. That's big. You know, we talked about in other podcasts, the top-down approach. It needs to come down from the highest of all levels and trickle down into the organization so that we can see the relevance and importance of having a diversity and inclusion program, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Representation of diversity at all levels of the organization. Again, the CHRO, the CEO, his direct reports, the VPs, the directors, the managers, the individual contributors, contractors. It needs to be a well-versed and diverse talent pipeline there, right? Yes. Representation of diversity among internal and also external stakeholders, right? Mm. That's a big one. That's a big one. And lastly, diversity, diversity education and training. Right? Yes, I think all companies should have that. Agreed. Agreed. They should be. They have programs, lynda.com, LinkedIn, all all types of channels to really kind of diversify that workforce, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Another difficulty in solving the issue of DNI is meg data. Wow. Right? It's Mm -hmm. easy to measure diversity. It's a simple matter of headcount, right? Yes. But quantifying feelings of inclusion can be dicey. Yeah. Understanding the narrative along with numbers is what really draws the big picture for companies and really yes. understanding what exactly it is that they need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Meg, let me ask you. Yes. Which inclusive leaders include? Oh, wow. So, inclusive leaders should include within their DNI programs. Um, ensuring that team members speak up and are heard. Mm -hmm. That is very important. We talked about that lastly in our performance management um, 
episode. Speak up, be heard. Yes. Let your ideas be known, right? Making it a safe, making it safe to propose novel ideas. Inclusive leadership also empower team members to make decisions. Yeah. You know, when I go into an organization, um, especially looking at my manager, the first thing I want to know is how can I take my manager's position, right? So I want them to prepare me to take their position so that they can move on to the next thing, right? So that's important. And also taking advice and implementing feedback Uh as well as giving actionable feedback as well. So you can't give feedback without action items, right? So you can't tell somebody, hey, go grab an apple. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What type of apple? So go grab an apple and what should I do with it, right? Should I cut it up? Should I eat it? Should I wash it off? What should I do with it, right? So that's just an analogy. And also sharing credit for team success as well. Uh So, you know, you want to make sure that your team is successful as well as you. So if your team, if your team is involved in projects or tasks, make sure that they get the credit for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And this goes back into that whole aspect of involvement and empowerment mm-hmm. where the inherent worth and dignity of all people are recognized, right? Yes. So in an inclusive university promotes and sustains a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. It values and practices respect for the individual talents, mm-hmm. beliefs, backgrounds, and also the way of living for its overall members, right? Mm-hmm. Meg, with roughly 7.6 billion people in the world across 193 different countries, you can almost bet that many large corporations are equipped with talent from all over that encompasses both aspects, right? Yes, yes. So, all in all, what does this mean to me? Mm-hmm. Well, as an HR practitioner and also an employee myself, this is the time to really showcase who I am, right? Yes. With any corporation that you decide to work for, I'm almost certain that aside from the compensation and benefits package that is offered to you, you too want a place of work that makes you feel home, whether that be from the company culture, the countries they operate in, the community service activities they partake in, or even the charitable donations they give to. That's an important one for that me. I love giving yes. back, which is also why the purpose of why me and Meg started this entire platform in general of giving back to that those HR professionals looking to get into this field, right? Yes. Or any field any of that field. matter, right? Yes. So all of these aspects attracted you in some way, which is why you chose the company you did, right? Mm-hmm. So Meg, this might be the same for you in some ways, what I'm about to say here, but for me as an African-American male in my late 20s, yes, it's important for me to grow and develop my skill set so that I can become an emerging leader in the field of human resources, yes. which I have deemed my practice going forward, right? You're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My ultimate goal one day is to become a CHRO or a member of leadership where I can stand up and run my own HR function or drive that organization myself, right? Exactly. There aren't too many African-American executives nor minorities in general in the technology sector from what I've seen. And so I'm hoping that as we continue to progress in the 21st century and companies start to realize their DNI, that DNI is really important, that this changes, whether that's from African-American communities, the Asian communities, the Latino and Hispanic communities, everyone to become a more inclusive and diverse workforce, right? Mm-hmm. 
Another aspect is historically black colleges and universities. Many corporations, Meg, spend their investments on top what they classify as top-tier schools, sourcing for what they deem as top graduates and neglect to cater to those top-tier HBCUs. Mm. I graduated from Tuskegee University, and I rep and pump Tuskegee. Yeah, you do. To I ride and die. I know. I will go to a meeting and say, yep, Tuskegee University. I have my coffee mug, Tuskegee University. That t-shirt that you that wear every day. Yep, every day, Tuskegee University. You're going to know Tuskegee University. Yes. <laughs> and so Tuskegee University, again, is just a small private institution. And it is a small private institution in rural Southeast Alabama, where we too produce top-notch world-class engineers, lawyers, veterinarians, entrepreneurs, computer scientists, biologists. The list goes on and on and on. And so my hope is that other corporations will start to see the high potential that thrives from these HBCUs. Mm -hmm. And so a major shout out to those corporations that do support the HBCUs, whether from Boeing, John Deere, Kraft Company, Lubrizol, Microsoft, HP, IBM, and the list goes on, just to name a few. Yes. So in addition to minorities and HBCUs, Meg, there is a big push from what I have been seeing in the workforce of programs established to move women into executive positions. So I want to go ahead and turn it over to you to kind of touch on that aspect there. Yes. Um you know, today we we still only see women in about 27% of vice president roles wow. within organizations, right? And then 23 of those, that percentage of women only sit in senior VP roles. And then 17, and I say only 17% wow. of women hold CEO positions. That number needs to be at least 97%. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the women. Hey, woo-woo. Yes, and until there is a balance of gender representation, top to bottom in an organization, biases will exist about the type of roles women work. Mm -hmm. So right now, you know, as we discussed in episode one, I am working on my doctorate degree and I am in dissertation phase, right? So my topic is related to the biases that women of color face um, in a workplace, especially in STEM environments. So I want to focus on the reason why we face those biases, why women of color especially don't really become, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. engineers and mathematicians and things of that nature. So that's my focus, right? And so it's important that we understand and apply um, intersectionality for truly impactful diversity and inclusion work. And the key to remember is that if we can remove the obstacles for those who are most unfairly held back by our society, then those in the middle automatically benefit too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. Impactful, empowering. So for me, diversity and inclusion is a top-to-bottom business strategy, not just an HR program. Again, <laughs> not just an HR program. Mm, I like that. That I like that, Meg. It- It shouldn't be a program, but rather something ingrained in that company culture. Yes. That company culture is a big one. And I, and any, any interview I ever go in, I always ask, what is the company culture? Because again, you want to be, you want to make sure that they, you know, you can see yourself thriving in that company, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so all in all, what can you do? Well, what you can do is get involved in your local employee resource groups, Volunteer on programs or projects that cater towards DNI at your corporation or what you know internally or externally, whatever's going on there. Get involved and volunteer. And even if there's something that you want to see that is near and dear to your heart, raise your hand. 
go to your manager, pitch it to your manager and say, hey, this is what I really want to see. We currently don't have it here. You know, Do you know where I can go to get it or how I can go about entertaining my subject to someone who may have similar interests and to help me get this started? If you're bold again, go directly to the DNI VP or manager or director themselves and spark a conversation. There's nothing wrong with having that conversation. You never know. You could be the voice of someone else who is just afraid to go and speak up about mm-hmm. that, right? Yes, yes. And so as I mentioned, there's a plethora of different things you can get involved in too. So I know... A lot of organizations have heritage events. So Black History Month in February, Women's History Month in March. They have the Asian Pacific Islander American Heritage Month in May, the LGBT Pride Month in June, Hispanic Heritage Month, National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Mm. That is a good one. That is a good one. I like that one. Me too. Native American Heritage Month and the list goes on. And on. Yes. And then we also... um have to represent the women with our women's conference. Yes. I don't know if you guys ever been to the Grace Hopper convention. Um, it's held, I think last year it was held in Florida. Yeah, I've heard and, of it. Yeah, and the year before it was um, held at Houston. So this year it's being held in Houston again. And so I'm volunteering, hmm. you know, for that conference because, you know, it has made an impact on my life. I've, I've met a mentor at that conference two years ago. Well, no, three years ago, I met a mentor and she's become a, a great friend of mine, you know, meeting her at that mm-hmm. at that conference. So, you know, I love meeting people and I love to represent women as well. Fist pump. I'm going to get on the table. To the wonderful woman out there. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. And so we always have to remember that diversity without inclusion is a story of missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Of employees so used to being overlooked that they no longer share ideas and insights. And we don't want that, right? We don't. We want engagement. Mm -hmm. We want people to be happy to come to work, you know, to give their insight. To be involved, to be, you know, just engaged in general. But diversity with inclusion provides a potent mix of talent retention and employee engagement. Employee engagement, remember that. You always want your employees to be engaged. Yes. Yes. That's extremely important, as always. So, guess what? What? What's up? It's, What's our, up? What's it's, up? Our, it's our favorite time. It's resource offering time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as always, before we close, I want to leave you all with some additional resources to follow up on today's topic. If you're anything like me and enjoy education, you can become an expert in this topic of DNI alone, receiving a certification. So Cornell University, we reference them a lot because they have some great programs that they're mm-hmm. doing. There's Cornell University offers a diversity and inclusion certification. For those of you looking to strictly expand on this aspect of HR, a lot of corporations will consider DNI um, as a centers of excellence or a COE, mm-hmm. and so you can, if that's something that you're interested in, you can primarily focus just on that specific subset of HR. Also, the National Diversity Council, also known as the NDC, is an organization where that you can join that fosters and cultivates a nationwide network centered around diversity and inclusion by transforming our workplaces and communities into inclusive environments where individuals are valued for their talents and empowered to reach their fullest potential. Yeah. They have gold, platinum, and I believe there's one more um, one more sort of kind of medal there, but I know the gold and platinum and their memberships that offer exclusive benefits to the members that partake in them. So I highly recommend that. That's a, a very, very valuable source as well. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. 
So again, this wraps up today's podcast, everyone. And we want to appreciate all of our valued listeners for taking the time out to listen to our podcast. We are on episode six and we have some great content coming out for you guys in the next couple of weeks. So again, appreciate it. But as always, if you have any questions you'd like to address, comments, feedback, or have an HR topic that you'd like to hear in the next episode, we can be reached at info at mmhrchangers.com. Again, that is info at mmhrchangers.com, where we are here to help you, you become the next Mighty Morphin HR Changer. Have a great day. See you.